Hey there everybody and welcome to Sunflower Days Ago Podcast, The Bloom. Today we're talking about the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day, happy 4th of July, America. Uh, today we wanted to just share some safety tips for the 4th of July. And these are things that I'm pulling from FEMA that they have talked about on being safe all around safe, not just fireworks, not, you know, don't burn yourself on a grill, but just like a little bit of everything in case you may have forgotten some rules and things about safety. Now, hopefully everybody is out there having a good time today. Celebrate your freedom, but don't forget the reason why we are free. Everybody has their own reason why we are free. Most people, it's the military. Other people, like, go to the government. So whichever you believe, I'm not here to switch that up for you and tell you what to believe. So this says that the first thing is, like, be sure fireworks are legal in your area before using or buying them. Specifically, make sure that they are legal before you buy them would be where I would be more conscientious because I don't want to spend money on something because most likely you're not going to be able to return it this year because of everything going on in the world. Nobody's doing returns, okay? Alright, number two. I, I thought this is kind of like common sense, but you know, it's a different time so not everybody is going to think the way I do. Always have an adult supervise fireworks activities and never allow children to play with or ignite fireworks. Um, a lot of times people let their kids play with sparklers, but those alone are one quarter of emergency room injuries or incidents that they see. So this year, especially because of the pandemic and everybody being afraid to go to the hospitals, we really need to think about, you know, what is going to be a safe way to do fireworks, especially. It says, number three is if you set off fireworks, keep a bucket of water handy in case of malfunction or fire. Yes. Um, we have like, and like the fire extinguisher that kind of will handle everything. We do not do fireworks. It is a sensory overload for kiddo, and it's just not fun for us to stress over if neighbors will get upset if we do this. You know, we don't live in the country. We don't. We live in suburbia, you know, so it's kind of what I call suburbia, you know. Um, so we have to be very considerate of other people. Number four is if fireworks malfunction, don't relight them. Douse and soak with water, then throw them away. Now, with let me add to that. You may want to have a separate bin or just a bucket with water in it where if you have a malfunctioning um, firework or something wrong with a sparkler or a lighter, whatever you need to extinguish, you know, Obviously, you're going to want to have, you know, something to contain it and a way to 
diffuse it. Whichever method of your choosing that works for you that is safe. It says number five is never ignite fireworks in a container, especially one that is glass or metal. That that I never thought would be an issue, but I and I understand why it is. Because if something explodes in glass and that glass breaks, do you know how small of a shard of glass it would take to get in your eye and to ruin like your entire day, like your the rest of your life? And metal especially. Um, because a lot of metals, once they flake off from other parts that are sealed, you know, once air and water get to it, it starts to corrode. So if you were to get that in any part of your body and not know, it could be very, very dangerous. Um, number six, use your grill well away from your home and deck railings and out from under branches or overhangs. This is something we're probably going to have a problem with, um, if we get a grill is having like a nice open space. Um, so I <laughs> will probably just do a propane grill to help with that. So you can kind of control that, have a fire extinguisher close by. We have a fire pit in our backyard and I just feel very hesitant about using that a lot of the time. We've had a lot of burn bans going on and we've just had a lot of brush fires, things happening, arson fires, things out of control um, on the coast. And I think it's very important that we have to help instead of hinder the environment with what it's been going through. Okay. Number seven is open your gas grill before igniting or lighting. It says that's like checking your oven before you put something in it, you know, because you never know what might actually be in there. You know, when was, you don't know when the last time you used it was, how do you know you didn't leave something out there or something got on there? You know, you definitely need to make sure that you check things before you use them. And especially when you're done using them, you need to make sure that the, you don't leave anything on there. Cause if somebody does come use your grill, you know, then it, it's just going to it's just a bad situation. <laughs> Number eight says periodically remove grease or fat buildup in trays below your gas or propane grill so it cannot be ignited. Yes. Um, grease fires um, and fat fires. Like those are very scary. If you think about how on Thanksgiving, a lot of people want to deep fry their turkeys and they do them outside and they make sure that they have lots of room for, you know, they have to have all the same precautions for that, you know, but as soon as you put a turkey down into that oil and the oil overflows into the flame, it is just like fiery inferno, scary. And we need to definitely be very, very safe. Um, number nine is kind of a smart one too. 
Declare a three-foot kid in pet-free zone around the grill to keep them safe. I think if you're going to have a grill for the 4th of July, I think it's very important to have the kids completely separated away from that grill. I wouldn't even do a three-foot rule. I would do like an eight or ten foot. And I would do like a perimeter. Like I would have... My, I'm probably going to have my husband, if we have a grill, go and do, like, a perimeter. And just, it'll be like, do not cross this line. We'll go out there and we'll use, like, if it's on the dirt, I'll do spray paint or something. Or I'll create a circle using some sort of string that won't trip us or something. We'll just do something safe to mark the area and go from there. You could even kind of do, like, we have puppies right now, so we have kind of like a little puppy fencing, and that would be the perfect spot to put a grill in the middle of that right now. And for the 4th, when the 4th of July comes up, we won't have the puppy, so we could put the grill in the middle, and that would be like, kids don't go in that area. I don't plan on having a bunch of kids over for 4th of July. Um, <laughs> I have one. One, and then I'm going to have family here visiting, and... That will probably be enough for me. Number 10 is avoid loose clothing that can catch fire when cooking on the grill. Okay, n not not only is it is it do not use loose clothing, but you're better off wearing 100% cotton because it's easier... It is easier to... Um, To put the fire out with cotton. That's why, you know, my husband's a welder, so he wears cotton clothing to work. And another thing is to make sure it is not one that you have used fabric softener on. Um, or find a 100% cotton apron and wash that in just the detergent by itself, nothing else, and let it dry. And, and use that for when you're grilling just so you are safe. Um, <laughs> my husband comes home all the time with burn holes, like, in his clothes from welding. And they, luckily, they are burn holes only through his clothes and they're not on his skin. And the 100% cotton helps to be a little bit fire or flame resistant, but it's not 100%. And neither is any other material, really. Um, I know about Kevlar. I know about all these other things that say they are fire-resistant, but they are not fireproof. So, if you want to be safe, you know, versus being sorry, a little bit of something is better than nothing. And since we have a person who knows about fire and knows about, you know, how things catch on fire, how fast and all that, he is very, like, capable of helping to control the situation if that were to happen. It is our job, the people who aren't around it day in and day out, to in just enforce and just make sure that we are being safe. So to all of you out there who are celebrating for the 4th of July, have a wonderful day. Stay safe.
and keep tuning in because I promise you we have a lot of things coming up. So if you've noticed that, yes, this week we have done two podcasts for this week and also it's going to happen for the rest of the month. And for July, we're doing doubles because in September, in August and in September, we are taking a little hiatus and we're going to really brainstorm and do a lot of personal development toward the podcast and evaluate where we want this to go. I have been doing this for about a year with working on this. And I really feel strongly about taking that step back to collect your thoughts and to spend the time away from the one thing that you work on 24-7 for just a little bit of time. I'm hoping that if I use this type of platform and this type of system that I will allow myself more room to grow you and for myself and as of lately I have been trying to be way more of an open book with y'all and I have a lot of stories and a lot of things that are in my head that I want to get out and talk to you guys about I am so fortunate that I have this type of outlet and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you who does listen So thank you from the bottom of my heart and from everybody who has helped Sunflower Days & Co. become more and more of what I want it to be because this is not just a podcast. There's a blog. There's going to be a, there is a business, but there's going to be a website coming eventually when I finally figure out what my expectation is for that. Um... And that is that. So thank you for listening, and I will talk to you guys on the next episode of The Bloom. Have a good one.